bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And we're on the last leg of our trip down under. And um, we're actually down under a giant comforter in a hotel in Sydney. We're literally under a comforter. We've, we've built a fort. Shout out to Ken from Homegrown Audio. <laughs> Who posted a video on YouTube on how to reduce echo? Yes, yeah. I mean, we tried. We were we we didn't know what to do, and uh, luckily you um you 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 recalled up Ken. Well, so. we're, Julie's now going into to sweat mode. Um, sweat, it's beyond sweat mode twenty twenty. Beyond, it's, it's fine. Nine thousand degrees in Sydney. It's it's over a hundred thousand degrees <laughs> under this actual comforter. We're breathing in each other's breath. Gross! There's no air in here. When I'm not, we're using each other's breath as oxygen. Yeah, as oxygen. So, we're finally in fucking Sydney, even Mm -hmm. though this is, we've been without wireless, and this is next level, next level, what's going on here, but... We're mm-hmm. soups excited to be in Sydney, right, Meow Meow? We are soups excited to be in Sydney. Um, we're finding that because we're on the other side of the world, um, walking upstairs is more challenging, walking up hills is more challenging, walking's more challenging, and breathing's more challenging. Yeah, we're, we're living in the upside-down world. Yeah. We're upside-down from all of you guys, and, it's, and it, we feel it. We feel it. <laughs> it's doubly hard doing anything. Yeah. But we, you know, with all due to all the cities... The many, 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 many cities that we visited in New Zealand and Australia over the last two weeks. We did this trip for Auckland and Sydney. Right. So even though those cities were cute, we're like ready to get down to the real right. shit. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's the bookends. It's the bookends. Yeah. So now if you guys are having a panic attack because we haven't bugged on about the Patreon yet and it, we're already a few minutes in. <laughs> Now's your time. Calm down. We're going to talk about it now. <laughs> we have a super exciting surprise on our Patreon podcast. Um, I, I, I honestly, like, am... This is, like, huge. This is huge. This is huge. And if you've listened to us, if you know us, if you love us, if you care, you're going to want to go on the Patreon, Okay. Um, join the Patreon. Okay, guys, because... Join the Patreon. All I'm going to say is, she's great, Paula. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's some exciting things coming yeah. on the next uh, Patreon, so you better get in there. Uh, all right? Now, we haven't all had right, enough time well. in Sydney for you to really get deep into your accent yet, right? You're still kind of living in silly Britty land. I'm definitely living in, um, hey, guys, how are you? Yeah. Um, 
But I'm excited to really get deep with the deep Australian, um, you know, shrimp in the baby <laughs> and saying a good day and getting de- more deep in there. And I can promise you all, Tamara, uh, <laughs> it's going to get real deep. It's going to get so fucking deep. So, meow, meow, tell them how to join the Patreon. If you guys are interested, and you better be, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. And what you're going to get is... Two extra podcasts a week. Two for two dollars, one for one dollar. It's simple. Maybe you only want one hour podcast, then do one dollar. Yeah, that's that's what you want. Then just all you need is one dollar and you get one extra podcast. It's really the best deal going on Patreon as far as I've I've seen. That's all I'm gonna say. You get we don't talk politics at all. We're just having fun, talking shit, just telling stories. You go on our adventures, you know. This this week alone, you've been with us in New Zealand on the ship. You've heard cruise shit. You've heard. I mean, you're you're there with us. I'm wondering if we should put this comforter over the back of the headboard of the bed. Right now, we've built a fort <laughs> using Julie's suitcase, which is so heavy it is a, literally about to break the suitcase stand. The edge of the bed, and we're sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I shouldn't put the chair maybe in the middle of the fort. Oh, to maybe hold that up would the do middle it. of the fort. Yeah, we need it tall. How tall is the chair? It's too bad we don't have a bat to really yeah, make it like need, a well, tent. Well, too bad we don't have tent poles. Too bad we don't have a room that isn't completely fucking utterly yeah. Yeah. an echo chamber. Yeah, the room is what is it? Brick. Mm. Yeah, it's I'd painted say it's like brick. A brick. See, look in the wall. Look, you see the brick. Yeah, it's brick. We're in a historical building from the 1800s. We're in the rocks. The rocks, historical rock section of Sydney, guys. And Ange, I do want you to know we're, we, you're here with us because we're in room 311. So <laughs> the minute I saw that, I was like, well, it's a sign because, like, I was like, oh, Angie, it's, we're, we're in 311. We're going to do the best we can do. We're going to be the best we can be. So should we do you think we should try and rearrange our fort? We could try and rearrange the fort and then... Um Get back to the girls and burrs. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Let's rearrange our fort and come back with Eye of the Shitstorm. You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. Well, in terms of shitstorms, shitstorm one, we've now moved our enclosure into a full closet. So we just want to let you guys know that. You're back in the closet, Mimi. Back in. Ooh, and you know what? Feels good. Feels the same. Feels hot and stifling. (laughs) Exactly. That's uh, right. Exactly. (laughs) Can't stop sweating. All right. We are literally in a closet with a comforter. Hanging over doors. Listen, this is what we do. This is our commitment. We are full. I don't care if journalists go to war. We're we're in a closet in a in Australia. So now, here we are, you guys. In terms of sh- the real shitstorm, Trump is still Trump, and unfortunately, he's still president. Which means he's busy tweeting and firing people. This week, he officially fired Joseph McGuire, the director of national intelligence, and next week, it'll most likely be his chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney. But 
We don't fucking care because Super Tuesday is a week away and that's the only shit storm we give a shit about. Super Tuesday is the closest thing we get to a national primary. All the states hold their primary elections independently, but Super Tuesday, which is coming this motherfucking Tuesday, March 3rd, you guys, is the day when the most states vote, when the most amount of Americans will go to the polls, and when the most delegates will be awarded in one single day. So that means by next Wednesday, we should have a pretty good idea of who our Democratic presidential candidate is going to be, if not our new president. That's right. So far, only Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada have held their primaries, and South Carolina is this week, happening right now, actually. We are in Australia snuggling koala bears and being verbally supportive about their fires. So we're just going to go ahead and throw South Carolina in with the rest of the Super Tuesday states, which are... Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. We will be home from Australia just in time to vote on Tuesday, meow meow, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to be a day late with the podcast for the third week (laughs) in a row so that we can go over the exciting results from Tuesday on Wednesday. Awesome. Can't wait. For the record, Julie and I are going to vote for Elizabeth Warren. We wanted to put that out there for you guys. But we want to say that we're going to choose to lean in and be excited by whoever emerges as the front runner next Tuesday. It's really easy in this environment to get competitive and salty and take all this shit personally. We really want to urge you guys to rise above that and vote with your hearts. Try not to vote strategically just to win or get frustrated with like-minded people who vote for a different Democrat than you voted for. The truth is we really can't lose. Even if your candidate loses the primary and then we lose in November, (laughs) honestly, it's still a win. Sometimes things have to get worse before they can get better, and we're only going to continue to get stronger and more united with every shitstorm that comes across our path. So there's that. (laughs) I mean, that was so... I love that. You do? Yeah. I love that. I want... I think that... I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that people need to go, and we need to vote with our heart and not be mad... Yeah. When our candidate loses, because they are going to lose. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Being on this, being on the cruise, being in a different country, as we somehow always are in these like imperative moments, it really just it's it's it was easy to get into a bubble and become frustrated that Elizabeth Warren wasn't performing better mm-hmm. or you know whatever. And it's just honestly like we like them all, and we're coming back from down under with just. We're going to be excited and sexy. We're not going to be salty and and competitive. <laughs> salty and, like, chewy. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to be salty and chewy no. and grisly. Yeah. We're going to be sexy and excited. So to win the nomination to be president, a candidate needs to get a majority. There's basically 4,000 delegates. Every state has a certain amount of delegates, which is chosen by... The amount is chosen by the based on your state's population. So to win the nomination to be president, a candidate needs to get the majority of the delegates, which is approximately 2,000 delegates. So on Super Tuesday, which is again next fucking Tuesday, this Tuesday coming up now, 1,357 delegates will be awarded and 416 coming from California alone, which is notable because this is the first time California is participating in Super Tuesday. So, and from what we've seen and we have, we had boots on the ground in California, truth be told, uh, no one's united. Not, <laughs> no, people might be telling you that there, that there's one candidate um, that everybody's talking about, but there isn't. I haven't, right. I haven't noticed that in not one bit. I have very, there's very few people that I think either of us have ever have talked to, except probably a person who's voting for Bernie Sanders, who is. We hear this a lot. Well, 
I like Biden, but I vote for Bernie. Well, I like Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's just people are really torn. Yeah, nobody really wants to commit or they don't want to admit. I don't really know yeah. what it is, but everybody's likes likes their own person that they like. And right. we're just going to see how it all shakes out. So going into Super Tuesday, and again, we're going to throw South Carolina into Super Tuesday because we're out of the country. And that's how it fucking has to be. We're standing in a closet <laughs> with a comforter <laughs> over the closet. We're standing up like we're in a sound booth. There's no air circulation. We're dying. So South Carolina's in Super Tuesday, motherfuckers. Bernie has 43 delegates. Right. Pete Buttigieg has 26. Joe Biden has 13. Elizabeth Warren has eight. Amy Klobuchar has seven. Who knows how many Tom Steyer has? With zero. Zero. And Bloomberg has zero. Now, I just want to say, the level of, of the rhetoric surrounding front runners, <laughs> when Bernie is definitely the front runner, with 43 delegates... I don't know if you heard me before. He's going to need around 2,000. <laughs> so I don't really give a fuck what anyone has at this point because 2,000 is 2,000 and 43 and 26 and 13 and 8 and 7 are all nothing right now. So they're all worried about Bloomberg and he has zero. So I think it's it's on the news we're hearing all this shit about Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders and people who don't like Bernie Sanders getting incredibly stressed out. But then in the very next breath, they'll sit and talk about how scared they are of Bloomberg, too. And I'm like, well, Bloomberg has zero. So Bernie's got the most and Bloomberg has the least. So I don't really know what's making everyone so stressed out. But ultimately, nobody knows shit until Super Tuesday. I honestly feel that people are so stressed out about Bloomberg because they think much like Trump, he's going to buy the election. You know, it's all those states you mentioned. Yeah. And apparently he's running ads like a motherfucker yeah. in all those states. And hopefully on this podcast, fingers crossed, guys, <laughs> we're looking for our we're looking for our Quan from the Bloomberg campaign. Why not? No. Why the fuck not? Exactly. All these candidates that they're busy, they're tired, they're exhausted, but maybe, you know, they should be going around and Hitting the small podcast, such as this one. That's right. So if you hear an ad for old Mike Bloomberg, let it be known. We don't mind taking your muns. No, we don't. We're not saying we're endorsing. Though, then again. I'll say, I'm, I, we, as I've said, <laughs> well, then again. I'm, I'm for sale for any amount of money, and I'm fine with it. <sighs> so Bernie's emerged as a frontrunner, Mamau, and though we weren't... In the States, we were privy to a 60 Minutes. He, I don't know if you guys know, he was on 60 Minutes on Sunday. Anderson Cooper interviewed him. It was really interesting, really informative. We wanted to play you a few of the more controversial <laughs> clips, I would say, and interesting clips if you if you missed the 60 Minutes interview. Don't bother watching it because we will provide the most important shit for you here. <laughs> so Anderson was um, asked him like there were a bunch of questions and whatever. He tried to really get into the into the into the nougat of Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Now the nucleus? this the nucleus <laughs> of the man. A major thing that you've probably seen in the news that has been going around is Bernie Sanders had something to say about Fidel Castro back in 1988 or something. And everyone wants to know what the deal is. So Anderson Cooper wanted to get to the bottom of it. So this is him 
asking about Cuba. Back in the 1980s, Sanders had some positive things to say about the former Soviet Union and the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. And everybody was totally convinced. Here he is explaining why the Cuban people didn't rise up and help the U.S. overthrow Cuban leader Fidel Castro. And he educated the kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. We're very opposed to the authoritarian nature of Cuba. But, you know, you got, it's unfair to simply say everything is bad. You know, when Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? Even though Fidel Castro did it? A lot of dissidents imprisoned in, in Cuba. That's right. And we condemn that. Unlike Donald Trump, let's be clear. You wanna, I do not think that Kim Jong-un is a good friend. I don't trade love letters with a murdering dictator. Vladimir Putin, not a great friend of mine. Well, Vladimir Putin um, gave Russia the Olympics. Isn't that good? Kim Jong-un... Uh, put a lot of their people into the military, which basically feeds them, isn't that good? So that's part of the problem that people are having with this whole, you know, line of conversation about Fidel Castro. Like, people didn't throw their bodies into the water to leave Cuba because they were happy about the literacy program. Right. Like... It's definitely dicey, you know, being that he describes himself as a democratic socialist to... To ever have anything on the record with any sort of dictator, I what I really wish, as far as Bernie's concerned, and hopefully if he, you know, if he becomes the nominee, that we can rebrand democratic socialism to just being Democrat. Mm-hmm. And because he he isn't necessarily a democratic socialist, what he's registered as is an independent. Right. So right. he either needs to call himself an independent, or I think... I think we should rebrand it as, a, as as Democrat, and I think that's fine. And if he becomes the nominee, I think that means everybody who or, or the majority of the, you know, the Democratic Party consider his philosophy their own. And that would mean it's just a Democrat now. Right. We can finally lose, you know, this terminology that unfortunately is dragging behind some some severe, severe baggage. Yeah, I think that it's time to get rid of like... Let's not harken back to socialism, communism, any ism. Just be a Democrat, be a Republican. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's not, we don't, you don't need that to, you don't need to prove that you care about working families by saying that you're a socialist. Okay, so this next clip I found really interesting because he speaks to the issue of privacy, which I've never really heard him address before. Anderson Cooper mentions that Bernie Sanders' mom got sick when he was young, which I also didn't know. And I think it's pretty relevant to the conversation. How much of your political beliefs are based on your experiences growing up in Brooklyn with your family? A lot, Anderson. A lot. Uh, I grew up, uh, and I don't want to hear anyone to think we were desperately poor. We were not. My father worked every day of his life. He worked very hard. Just never made a whole lot of money. And, you know, as a kid, it stays with you your whole life. These are the things you don't forget. The incredible arguments between my mom and my dad uh, over money. Uh, you know, why don't we have enough money to do this? And should we buy this and do that? And why are you buying this clothing? And blah, 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 blah. Your mom got sick yes. when you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. Does that inform your view on medical policy, on Medicare for all and all of that? But I don't like to you know, talk about personal stuff that much, but it does. It's interesting you don't like to talk a lot about personal stuff. Most people running on a campaign, they want people to know that side of them. Why do you think that's not important? And I'm not saying it's not important. I mean, I'm a kind of, 
private person in a sense and i and i uh, you know not particularly anxious to tell the world about everything personal in my life for me personally i find that that clip more dicey than than him talking about fidel castro in the 80s i i relate super strongly to being private to the point of debilitatingly private <laughs> and it's it it I just know. I know what it feels like inside. I know the, the, the internal struggle with social media and just where we're at in 2020. And I know I ain't running for fucking president unless I'm ready to put my shit out there. So I thought it really humanized him to hear that his mom was sick when he was young. And I don't know if she died. I, I don't know what happened with that. But I know that probably did go a long way towards shaping who he is and what he fights for and probably why healthcare matters so much to him. And I think that's pretty profound, but I find it alarming that he's, that he's private and he's even kind of private about being private <laughs> because I think whoever gets in there needs to have their, their shit shaken down and ready to come all the way out. And I mean, all the way out. And even just when you're a private person, you don't even want mundane shit to come out. It's just because you want to maintain your privacy. So he's going to need to reconcile that for me to feel comfortable. Yeah, I would like to just if you there's stuff online you can read about him about his personal life. He had a brother who was like super 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 progressive, which he says where he got like a lot of his ideas from. Just like that alone, even if he said that in a speech, I'm like, "Oh, you have a brother." "Oh, I have a brother." Yeah. "Oh, oh, you got your ideas from him? That's sweet. That's nice." Like maybe show some vulnerability mm-hmm. and show that you aren't just such a you know, the biggest thing with him is like, he's a curmudgeon, nobody gets along with him, blah, blah, blah. Well, show that you actually, there are people that you want to listen to that you respect and care about and, yeah. you know, show relationships and you don't have to bring us into your bedroom, but like... Yeah, now we know he's not doing it, not because he's a curmudgeon, but simply because he's 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 private and he holds those things close to the vest. Right. And it's just in his nature. So that's a little worrisome, only just that... You want to feel taken care of and the Mm -hmm. way you feel taken care of and the way you feel bonding with someone is through their vulnerability. So hopefully, yeah, he comes to terms with that, particularly if he's the nominee. Yeah. Okay, so then Anderson has to get a little cunty. It wouldn't be Anderson Cooper if he didn't throw some shade, honey. So he brings up Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar and, and others who've worked with Bernie in the Senate, saying he never got anything done, hard to work with, yada, yada, yada. So, and here's what he had to say. Biden has said that you never got anything done. Amy Klobuchar has been... Are you getting mad? I'm mad. I'm mad. I, I just... <laughs> you attempt just silently hissing, that's all. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar has said to be a progressive, you have to make progress, uh, implying you haven't. Georgetown University studied that you had one of the worst records for bipartisan cooperation in the Senate. Oh, boy. Dead yeah. wrong, dead wrong, dead wrong. But I was in the House year after year after year. I passed more bipartisan amendments than anybody else in the house in terms of getting your bills through congress we found i think what seven bills that you were the primary sponsor on that got enacted two of them were involved naming post office buildings yeah but if you look at the affordable care act my name was not on that bill but you speak to anybody in congress i led the effort to bring 11 billion dollars more into community health centers and expand our primary health care in this country i mean so, as you well know, Anderson, Congress is a complicated place. That clip speaks for itself. I find the most interesting thing in the clip is Anderson Cooper saying, are you getting mad? Yeah. It's like, are yes. you getting mad now? Like, um, he is funny. Yeah. He is funny, and yeah. I do really appreciate that. 
let's get down to brass motherfucking tax. Because at the end of the day, what's the shit going to cost? And that's what people want to know. And let's see if he can answer it. There is profound skepticism in Congress about Sanders' ability to get his agenda passed. Two-thirds of Democrats in the Senate haven't signed on to Medicare for All, which would cost an estimated 30 to $40 trillion over 10 years. And that's just one of Bernie Sanders' many proposals. There's also free public college, cancellation of all student debt, a federal job guarantee, and a Green New Deal to rapidly reduce carbon emissions. How much will that cost? Obviously, those are expensive propositions, but we have done our best on issue after issue uh, in paying for them. Do you know how all, how much, though? I mean, do you have a price tag for, for all of this? We do. I mean, you know, and, and uh, the, the price tag is, it will be substantially less than letting the current system go. I think it's about $30 trillion. That's just for Medicare for All. Just, just Medicare that. for All. Do you have a, a price tag for all of these things? No, I don't. We try to, no, you mentioned making public colleges and universities tuition-free and canceling all student debt. That's correct. That's what I want to do. We pay for that through a modest tax on Wall Street speculation. But you say you don't know what the total price is, but you know how it's going to be paid for. How do you know it's going to be paid for if you don't know how much the price is? Well, I can't, you know, I can't rattle off to you every nickel and every dime, but we have accounted for it. You, you talked about Medicare for All. We have options out there that will pay for it. Taxes on corporations and billionaires are the primary options he's proposed. But to finance Medicare for all, middle-class families would also pay an additional 4% tax on their income over $29,000. Sanders says they'll end up saving money because they won't have to pay premiums, co-pays, or deductibles. But under Medicare for all, nearly 160 million Americans will have to give up their private health insurance. I think it's a little weird to say I don't have the facts and figures on me in 2020. Bring a notepad with you into the interview. Um, I don't know. Check the, check the notes app on your iPhone. Have your assistant have the, the figures standing by. You know you're going to be asked about the numbers. Have the goddamn numbers. We're going to get to a point in, in, this, in this fight where they've all got to be ready to show the fucking the numbers and what it's going to cost. And ultimately, like, I'm really here for it. I'm here for it. But I know that what, what gets me personally is the phrase, a tax on the rich and a tax on corporations. And I know that when, when with Bernie Sanders, I'm fine with paying more taxes. I Like I said, I'll say it a thousand times. I'm here for it. But you guys got to know that is what you're going to do. If you want him to be your candidate, we are all going to pay more taxes because we make more than $29,000 a year. And because somebody in our lives does Wall Street speculation. That is not a rich person's game. Stocks and mutual funds and day trading and shit like that. Everyday people do that shit on their iPhones. They are going to be taxed on it. And you're going to be taxed for free college and to student loan debt forgiveness. You guys, we are going to be taxed. Not billionaires, not Amazon people that make over $29,000 a year and people who do anything in the stock market. Yeah. When I heard that it was going to be 4% over $29,000, I was like, huh, that's, that's unfortunate, but all right. I mean, what am I going to do? Okay. I'd prefer it if Amazon and billionaires were to pay more and, but, uh, okay. All right. Right now we're going to go with the candidates out there that even if they're just pretending, they're pretending that they're going to pass the, this 
the costs of these these programs, which we do believe are valuable, and we love a ton of what Bernie wants to do. We just don't want to pay for it. <laughs> we want because at the end of the day, and we've said this before too, rich people know how to avoid paying taxes. We don't. I can tell you that that Julie's on at least six different payment plans going back to the 90s. So we don't have tax shelters. We don't know how to avoid it other than straight up lying and forging receipts, which yeah. always comes back to haunt us. So for now, you know, like we said, we're going to go with, with the candidate pretending she's going to tax billionaires. Yeah, right. But we hope you guys show up to Super Tuesday or whenever your primary election is with your voting coming from your heart. Now it's time to get out of this closet and and listen to a little pre-recorded kiki that we did before we left the states. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the doors. Right. Let's have a kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Die. Turn. Work. Let's have a kiki. We are going to serve. And work. And turn. And hunt, hunt, honey. This is the part of the show where we get to talk to someone else besides each other about a subject that's usually off limits, politics. And hopefully our guests today don't give a fuck what's off limits. They host a fitness podcast that I love called The Dumbbells, which ironically is a lot like this one. It's two friends who think they're funny talking about a subject that can be very boring, very polarizing, and very offensive. But when these guys talk about eating right and working out, it goes down like a fountain coke when you're hungover. Mm. They are insanely smart and funny. And spoiler alert, they have good bodies, too. <laughs> so obviously we're going to pretend like we haven't been dipping our toe in the opioid epidemic and eating copious amounts of Sour Patch Kids to level out. That's right. We got that candida on flea hunties. But luckily for our 14 <laughs> listeners, these guys are here to talk about Trump and not our ever-shortening lifespans. <laughs> so without further fucking ado, we're so excited to welcome Eugene Cordero and Ryan Stanger. Hi, Hi guys. guys. Hi. Wow. 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 Insanely smart. Yeah. Uh-oh. Hey, I can <laughs> attest gonna, to it. Yeah. I can attest to it. Definitely going to... Uh, completely explode that yeah uh, yeah yeah i think we already shown that we're not yeah just in the two seconds we just <laughs> yeah, spoke. i didn't i couldn't figure out how to say make that not seem so yeah 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 no you we're gonna completely <laughs> make that not real you ruined those credentials immediately immediately that's yeah. uh, now i can be comfortable okay good <laughs> thanks for wanna... having us on the pod Ugh. oh thank you for being here yes our 14 listeners they're gonna need to know good. how you vote what your what's your political vibe? Okay. How how do I vote? Um, Physically. <laughs> do you, one to ten. Do you roll in with a jazzy? Yeah. Do you do you, do you dance into the poll? I, I roll in with the jazzy and then step out of it like straight. I up, yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I pretend I'm an old man and then do a somersault. Ooh, that's yeah. good. That's Smart. Good. The old yeah. man pretend. Yeah. I I skew. Uh, liberal progressive and um, vote Democrat and uh, not not embarrassed about it. I, I am embarrassed about my I don't know as much about politics as I'd like to know, but I know that you guys are friendly to everybody. In regards right. to that respect, well, we'll That's see. Right. Yeah. We don't like gay people. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> they but, uh, are dirty. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but as far as like social issues, I'm really progressive. And then um, I might skew a little more conservative um, financially, you know, on some stuff. But that nothing, old chestnut. Yeah, that thing. You know, I think <laughs> yeah. that a lot of people say that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's 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 where I am. Yeah. yeah. You, you like the white people to stay white. <laughs> um, I'm pretty uh, liberal. 
Uh, I vote Democrat. My whole family, um, growing up though, are uh, like hardcore Catholic Republican. Mm, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask yeah. you guys what you were fi- growing up. Is that now you're Filipino? Yes. Is that a Filipino thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the very, very Catholic is a Filipino thing. And I then, feel like I'm deep in the Filipino game, and I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you from California? No, I'm oh, from okay. Detroit. Oh, maybe yeah. that's why. Detroit Filipinos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, East Coast v. West Coast, man. Yeah. We don't do Catholic Philippines out here. Yeah, the Filipinos out here are like real, like split in the Philippines in the way of like everybody doesn't have to be a Catholic. But I feel like the rest, East Coast Catholic, Midwest, I mean, East Coast Filipinos, Midwest Filipinos, I think there's a lot of like uh, be blessed that you're here type oh, thing. Right. And is there, has there, uh, has anything changed since Trump became president with the conservatism? Or no. is it this? No, interesting. No, um, not not with a lot of uh, like the Catholic thing guides a lot of the choices. So it's just so a religious ideology. Yeah, so it doesn't mm. it doesn't even right. So matter. no one no one thinks like he'd put us in cages. No, it, in general. Yeah, so it's the scared. You know, it's yeah. that scared mentality that kind of drives it. So there's you know, like those non-start issues to where. You know, they're so hot button like abortion where it's just it's over like that's yeah. it. Yes. Then it doesn't go beyond that. Right. Yeah. And nothing else matters. It's hard, you know. Yeah. So have you cut your family off like we expect you to or? <laughs> um, I mean, they have the more that I work, the the more I've gotten cut off. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I didn't have to do a lot of the work. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you? Is your this My is da- Ryan. Just so you, you know, oh, yeah. two different Ryan. people. What up? This is Ryan. Uh, my dad so is uh, like Republican and and I guess a Trump supporter. He doesn't hate Trump, you know. And so well, I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day because it's just like, wow, how the fuck is that possible? And how could your dad uh, be against, you know, you know, marginalized groups and all this kind of stuff? And I think what my dad would say is I have a good relationship with my dad. Is that he? Um, he thinks that like they're. He thinks that like he's saving everybody else by. He's like, look, this isn't right. You're not going to agree with this, but I think for our country, I have to do this. Like I, it's not like, oh, thank God, I have somebody that hates these groups like I do. He doesn't feel that way. But he, and I'm not saying that I agree I with this. I don't get it. Wait, yeah. I don't understand. So he's saying like understand. from like f- like from a financial standpoint, like for the country. So he's saying economically, economically, even though it's upsetting possibly that we're going to marginalize these people or that he's possibly racist and sexist and blah, right. blah, 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 well, blah. <laughs> Economically speaking, he thinks he's that the other stuff right. is not going to happen. Yeah. So it's he not happening to him because he's a white man. Yes. Right. Of a certain Again, I am right. not yeah. in yeah, any yeah, yeah, way yeah. agree. No, no but so I think it's like that too. I think that's, a, I think that's uh, a lot of people. I think that's a lot of the way that people feel. If yeah. it's not happening to me. A, it's not happening, and B, it could never happen, and it's not really that bad because look at what the benefit is of what we're getting, which mm-hmm. then I then always go, but what are we getting? That's what's so confusing. It's like I, I understand, but then I think, but you, unless you're super rich, you are not being helped. Right. Literally. But you have Hopefully been, your dad's rich. 
Is no, he? No, Just no, for, for like, my own personal reasons. They're like, uh, you know, it's worth like $100 million. Oh, okay, yeah. sweet. No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but not like Whatever, rich. he's on his island. I mean, he's yeah. white. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got like the AMG package, but not like a custom <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, so do, where do you guys watch the news, or where do you get your news? Like Twitter, social media? Um, I'm mostly I, here from huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I am mostly up. here for my wife. <laughs> yeah. So you guys don't watch any news. This is I okay. D- There's no judge. This is we don't. We're not judging. We just want to know. I don't really watch the news that often. I weirdly only watch like the weekend, like Sunday morning news with my family. And like Meet the Press. No, like KTLA. Oh. Like oh. oh. Like which is a delight. Them jokingly is getting through the, the weekend yes. crew. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean that news. I just crew. and it's funny because I just was this morning, but just turned the TV on and I. We have to go through our whole news cycle. Yeah. But KTLA was on, and it was like, it's real windy today, you guys. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it sure is. Let's <laughs> let's switch over to Ellen. She's doing pole dancing. <laughs> okay. Here I am at the pole. J-Lo is hot. I love flipping my hair. That was literally, literally. the news. Yes. It is so funny. <laughs> literally. It's entertaining like more than it's news. I was yeah. like, oh, are you doing um, Face the Nation? or? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. No. Okay, so did your but your wife watches the news? She uh, she uh, gets her news th- through from Andy Cohen. Yeah, yeah. through <laughs> Andy Cohen. Well, because also like the news is scary. It's just a scary, scary. Thing. So Beyond. don't you guys see on Facebook? Do y'all do social media? Uh, uh, ish. I don't really look at good. Uh, yeah, uh, I do. I listen to NPR. Like I'll listen to KCRW, which is like the LA kind of branch, and they they'll run NPR packages and stuff. So I listen to a lot of that. And then if there's something going on, I'll check in. You know, and like on CNN, CNN or, or like uh, CNBC, uh, MSNBC. Looking at the financial one. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I watch the financial <laughs> one. Yeah. Okay, that's like informative. The, yeah, I watch like the ticker there. I don't have stocks or anything, but um, but the, you know it is interesting. He likes things just moving fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, math moving. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve point seven, two point two. Well, I got like a. I used to train this guy, and he was always watching the market, and so like I would like just watch the new kind of mm. news there, and like I was like inadvertently getting like a half hour of news oh, yeah, every it's day. Always on at the gym, I'm sure. Just like always on at the yeah. gym. Yeah. So where do you guys stand on this? Uh, on the primaries, are you? Mm. Are you any Well, we de- were going to ask you that. Any dem or are you what what are you, where, where are we at with that? I mean, honestly, we like a lot of them. We really do. And we um we have always um loved Elizabeth Warren since way back. Mhm before a long long time ago i loved elizabeth warren so before i'm gonna anybody liked her that's right i invented elizabeth warren <laughs> and i have made that clear the yeah. people the 14 listeners yeah. know that she's uh. also the senator from my home state so oh we, but i met her before that we i actually got her, her that job um i helped <laughs> i birthed her i'm her mother <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we loved her before and i like i um i so i'm not gonna forsake elizabeth warren you know no matter what in the in the in the california primary i'm gonna in march 8th or whenever it is i'm gonna vote for her but we like liked kamala harris Mm -hmm. yeah and julie and her had a personal (laughs) moment that involved some serious chemistry at um the town hall so um i'm sorry um sorry for her husband i'm sorry we're like you know we had a moment and it was a real connection and i'm gonna take that with me you know and uh, cnn knew it um yeah, a lot of Ma- people knew Cuomo it. Cuomo knew it. Cuomo knew it. <laughs> the whole audience at the town hall. Everyone knew it. Knew it. <laughs> it was it was the talk of the town for a while. Hall. Um, you yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> so basically, we think Biden will take her, and that will literally make our panties explode. Oh, that'd be great. That will make our panties explode. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. I liked her a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, imagine she can like, end up on a ticket somewhere. I, right? I think, and hopefully, Joe we, Biden. We think yeah. she'll be with Joe Biden, and we like we like Joe Biden. Yep. You like crazy Joe? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I we, mean, it's yeah. it's almost in that same place of like, like that's that's our kind of Trumpy like personality. Yeah. And it gives us life that he seems like he gets too easily rattled for me. He, I mean, that we've guy, seen that guy, when he punches that guy in the shoulder, kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, he. Oh God, that was great. And when he when he snuck up behind the other guy, he there was a thing where he <laughs> snuck up behind the guy when he was doing his new his whatever his newsy thing. I just was like, Ugh. Wait, he's he d- gives you that feeling where you're like like with your parents where you're like, oh God, what yeah. are you gonna say? Letter, mm-hmm. He's oh, embarrassing. Shit. I have to fast forward it. He's embarrassing. On the, on the <laughs> he's embarrassing. He is embarrassing. But it's like you know what? Kiss me on the top of the head. Kiss me on the forehead. Kiss me on the shoulder. Do whatever you want. I I'm not creeped out by you. Yeah, you are love. gentle and okay. And I and that's what I like about Biden. Biden is you love his son, right? Yeah, uh, we, we all love his, we love his son. We want to go like, do crack with yeah, his son. We literally too. do. We don't care. We're like we're gonna score some ready rock. With yeah. Hunter and go, we're straight up. He is the he is that. But growing up, uh, I don't mean to make it like this all the time. But please do. When it. when make it like when, this. when I do meet white people's parents, I hope they're <laughs> like him. Like he's the one that I go like, oh, thank God you're one of these dads. Cool. Yeah. So it's okay that I stay for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that shit. And it's like, and that's the kind of guy that you're oh, like, oh, that's okay. nice. That's a great endorsement. I'm yes. going to take that. Yeah. It really is. I'm going to steal tell that. You, He's still going to say some fucked up shit. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, because uh, he'll still go so like. tell you so about d- corn pop? Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like. Oh, my God. And he'll be like, you people, you people are the nurses at my, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oh my yeah, 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 yeah. Us people are. Right. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. He means no harm. <laughs> yes. That's the thing. And like, what we, you know what I mean? And, and with I Kamala get- there, we've got it all. And she does have a sense of humor, <sighs> the sexiness, the swag. And like mm-hmm. we were, I, whatever was good enough for Obama is good enough for me. Okay. Like that's literally. the other thing too. Yes. The way that Obama <laughs> talks about Joe Biden, how can you not believe that this guy, and it's not just him, it's his whole family. It's like their families became family. Yeah. So I trust that. And you know, Michelle fucking hates Hillary. <laughs> she Michelle hates Hillary. can't stand Hillary Clinton. You can see it in her face. You can see it in her arms. You can see it. <laughs> yeah. She, however, <laughs> loves Jill. Yeah. They love each other. And you can't deny that kind of authenticity, that love. Now, a lot of people talk about the shape of her arms, but mm. you feel that you could see the hate of Hillary in her arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. you can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think if you look, you, you can look. see the hate, hate in the arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah those buff arms <laughs> look like someone who hates Hillary Clinton <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah. She's like lifting. She's like, okay, who do you guys like then? Okay, we know Eugene likes. Yes. Thank God. Whoever we tell Eugene to vote for, he's going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah. trying to have his own. Fucking thoughts here. Who do you want, Bernie? Is this based on your dad or? Uh, yeah. What's so you're gonna <laughs> who are you gonna vote for in the primary, and then of course when that if that person doesn't become the nominee, what do you do? I haven't decided yet for the primary, but I mean people make a case for Bernie, like I do, and I do feel like he's got a shot to win. I mean now again for me for me that's somebody that's a little more uh, fiscally conservative does not, not have a good body. D- I don't not. think he's ever lifted a weight. <laughs> Never. <laughs> That matters to me. Yeah. I don't think he even opens the doors for yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> He's, Jane, open the door for me. <laughs> Get me a bagel. Come on, let's go. Yeah. I mean. uh, Julie's Jewish. She can say that. Oh, they know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah. I was thinking our listeners. I was, for a second, I thought we were on yours. I was like, she's Jewish. It wasn't me. It was Julie Goldman. I didn't say that about the Middle I will East. Make, someone else. And I like to do every Jewish joke in the book for him. <laughs> I, I don't care. Oh, I, I love know. it. I'm just yeah. joking. She says his hanger's still in his coat. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then people get offended. Our listeners get so mad. Yeah. They love Bernie he Sanders. Looks like, doesn't it? That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Like he forgot to take the hanger out of his coat. I'm sorry. He is kind of a rangy guy. Like he's got like he's kind of because you can't say like he's in bad shape. No. I don't know. It looks like he could run or something. I don't know. There's right. something. You know, he's uh, just like a little soft, I guess you'd say. Yeah. It's not like he's fat. He's th- he's thin. He looks he's like old. he could break a hip he's easily he's by old. tripping, he's not even falling down. He could break a hip. But yeah. he looks like he ha- would have some old man strength, though. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. He did. He did come back from a heart attack within two days. He was like, I he had a heart attack. He had his whole heart taken out. Something else put in. They were just like, put corned beef in and put it out. And then he went two days later. He was like, I'm on the debate. I'm doing it. Like. So you can't say he's not strong in some yeah. way. I get the vibe you're more on social media, maybe. It's usually social media people who... They're, like, staunch. I feel like I say staunch a lot. That get I, into Bernie say, or... Can we beep out anytime I say staunch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Bernie, there's a lot of Bernie love yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. And, and, fa- yeah. and Facebook. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, Facebook is... Wait, so are you Bernie? Tumbleweed. I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm between <laughs> Biden and Bernie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two more questions, and we're gonna let you guys go. Uh Okay. So one. um, This is terrifying. Yeah. I don't know why I'm scared. Oh no, no. These are. I mean, that these are easy. So you guys have kids. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give us any tips on how to live in denial about climate change? No. I'm. I'm just like letting letting him live the best life. Just like good luck till thirteen. Yeah, yeah. And goodbye. I'm just hoping. Yeah, he'd figure out like they'll make a helmet or something by then. So you're just like, fuck it, man. What can we really do here? I. I mean, because I I don't care. I'm like the best years of my life are behind me. Sure. You know, I don't. You know, care about anyone's children. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, I'll be get going. I guess to live on Mars. I don't know. I. I. But if I had kids, I might care. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's scary. I, climate change is a real thing. Quincy hates trees, though. But Qu- my son hates <laughs> trees. He's just yeah. like, he burns shit down. Fuck these trees. He was trying to ride a dolphin just to cut its throat. <laughs> <laughs> just to cut its throat. Slit a dolphin's throat. Yeah, put that on Instagram. Yeah. That's a wonderful yeah. cloud chasing moment. Yeah, my son was putting like. Try to. <laughs> Oh wow! Somebody finally did it. Oh wow! Just a slice, slit his just slice. You just see my boy with like, like, riding a tortoise and putting like, uh, uh straws like in cans. his nose. Yeah, oh, yeah. straws, <laughs> and nose and shit. Plastic straw. It's scary. I but I'm in this, I'm in this weird place though that I'm like, how much of this you are love fracking? Are we actually <laughs> doing, or how much of this Earth don't we just un- we don't understand shit? Right. Also. Yeah. There was also meteors that have fucking destroyed this place that made dinosaurs not a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who fucking knows how any of it works? That's, like, well, this is great advice. These are the tips. So I'm, I'm like, for. look, I dinosaurs just wa- aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. be like meteors. I don't know if you meteors. guys know that, right? <laughs> There's a chance yeah. that there might be. They're another. not a thing anymore. They're not a thing, right? And mm. you know what? Well, it wasn't climate change that caused that. It yeah. was a meteor. It was a meteor. That changed the climate, mm-hmm. but but that's true. But the yeah, climate, whether it's a meteor or it's a plastic straw, something's changing the. But climate. the climate right. has always changed. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think that's good and advice. It, and and we right have caused a hear. bunch of extra weird shit to our own brains with all of our phones and all of that stuff, which mm-hmm. I do believe. And and football. I, and football. Your yeah, frontal lobe. Are yeah, you yeah, like? I'm done. Are I'm you mess. just out like half murdering people and shit? <laughs> uh, fortunately for me, it just makes me like a 
like a doddering old idiot, mm. yeah. not okay. psychopathic killer. <laughs> okay, great. <Yeah. laughs> and, great. And so I'll just like <laughs> shit my pants as opposed to fucking <laughs> yeah. slit a dolphin's throat. <laughs> like Quincy. <laughs> yeah. But you're just like more unlikable per day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also that. Yeah, yeah. Also that. But makes me lovable. Yeah. Right? A little bit? So I'm scared for bit. so I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm scared for Quincy, but it's also like, what are we I gonna do? I think that's valid advice. Yeah. And also can take us to since you do there's a food comes up on your guys' podcast all the time. Uh, um, a food or food? Food in general. Food in general. And that's a big reason uh for climate change. Yes. Um I wanted to know if you get any blowback because vegans be real sensitive, yo. Real, real sensitive. Do you ever get any blowback? Yes. <laughs> we weirdly have gotten more blowback because we started talking about plant-based stuff. From, from meat eaters? Yeah. From Come on, guys. <laughs> from vegans or whatever. From vegans. Are they, do they? Lord, wait, 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 have mercy. Wait, 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 wait. They call themselves vegans? No, no. no. Oh, okay. I, just coined, <laughs> I coined that right now. Yeah. Keep it. Because that's yeah. good. You need to... Copyright yeah, that yeah. shit. Trademark that for sure. Vegans. Well, there is that w- dumb fucking word the for like people vegans, but they eat wild caught salmon. I'm like, Fleegan? you're not even a vegetarian <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah, you're a pescatarian, and they're called like Fleegans. what are they? Was it, it vegan? Well, that's just like a vegan that cheats on their or does fish. Wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I tell you what it yeah, was? Yeah, I thought it was vegan. Oh, vegan. Vegan. Oh yeah. Oh. So, right. Yeah. I can't with that. You're a pescatarian. Yeah. Who avoids dairy for your weight? <laughs> That's what you're doing there, <laughs> right? I don't understand, but okay. I just don't care yet. about the salmon. They don't have the same feelings <laughs> as other animals do. Yeah, they don't feel. They don't have emotion. I mean, okay? they're they're swimming the wrong way. They're already. idiots. Yeah. They're, they're idiots. Jumping right into the bear's paws. <laughs> Stupid. It's on you, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Dumbest fish in the yeah. in the ocean. What do the goddamn vegans have to say? Those climate ruining <laughs> jackholes. They are just getting, they're just like, you know, plant-based, being plant-based, you're not going to get the same amount of, you know, protein uh, and there's all always, stuff. Yeah, there, there's always the question of bioavailable protein. So that's the protein that's most easily absorbed by your body. Mm. And uh, the only way that you can get all the amino acids that are the, the essential amino acids to build muscle is you can find them in a complete form in animal protein. But you can get them from other kinds of protein. You just... It's, it's just impossible, and you need to be rich, and you need to own Crossroads. <laughs> the restaurant, and also it's not as fun as killing stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not as fun to eat, no. and you're well, always gassy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, I don't know. I mean, this, so we, yeah, we have, but we have both. I mean, people get sensitive because we both do eat meat, and yes. it's part of our diet. So then, plant-based people will be like, "Hey, what about us? I do great." And there was this Game Changers documentary on Netflix, and they follow five or six. Uh, professional athletes. professional athletes that are performing at an e- elite level on a plant based. There was diet. a bunch of basketball oh. players at the premiere, and I was like thinking when I read about, it, I was thinking they're not fucking the so, ones at the premiere. Maybe the ones in the movie. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. not everybody is, but I think people are. It's I, I, even on you know the most hardcore you know like well I shouldn't say the most hardcore, but I would say a lot of people have changed their tune on how much protein you do sure. need and how much of it has to be animal protein. And I think, you know, what what I do, and I, Eugene can, I'm, I'm sure is similar, is uh, I switch to, like, grass-fed beef if I'm of having course. that. We're and not, you know, we're not animals. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, so those are usually... We're just <laughs> eating them. <laughs> right. Those yeah. are usually farming collectives, and so they're not factory farming. 
So there's not the same amount of waste and abuse that happens when you with factory farming. So from an environmental standpoint, there's an improvement there. And then I just omit, I omit meat. Oh, meat. Yeah. Oh, meat. Just combine it. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but it wasn't because I'm smart. It's because I'm dumb. Yeah. Uh, We're proving their point wrong uh, yeah. in the intro. Yeah. Uh, how much like have like entire days where I just won't eat meat. And I do that at least once a week, if not more. And so that's, you know, and then there's, there's been like these different studies that have come out that if everybody did that, just took one day off from it, it would literally like reverse things in staggering percentages. So just like, that's one day off. It's not hard at all. And if people, if that's too much for people, they could start with one meal, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're having meat for every single meal. Jesus Christ, who's doing that? There are, there are some people. People who eat fast food? Well, you're talking about like any kind of protein, like chicken, beef, any of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any meat. Any meat, yeah. There are people so that do, do people have say? meat. They, they email you and they're like, just offended. Uh, bo- bo- both, both, yeah. yeah. There's people that are just like, oh, you guys are, you know, either talking about this too much or preaching it one way or the other, and you're not. Do like you? Giving. I never noticed that. No, but <laughs> but people get offended easily. Just yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if stuff there's it, like it's one one of those hot button issues for people, and it does come up. It's very personal to people, and I I'm always the first to say from an from an ethical standpoint, I would never argue with a vegan on ethics. They're right. Yeah. I'm the wrong. They're, I am killing something. Yeah. They Ethically, they're 100% right. Now, personally, I, I would have, you know, I would argue on behalf of myself for my own personal optimum health. I feel like <laughs> I do a little better with, you know, with some, with, with some animal protein. And I do feel like there is some pseudoscience that does get thrown around to kind of support uh, a more plant-based lifestyle. There are there is some good research, but there's also a lot of pseudoscience that goes around too. And so I just speak personally for me, like I can I can achieve optimum health with you know a little bit of plant uh, with a little bit of animal protein in my diet. Like I think Jim Cameron or something. Um, Jim, like I Jim, know. Jim, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know him. I didn't know you guys got it like uh, that. You were. Uh, he's. I think he's vegan or something, but he was talking about it. And he said, why are we saying ve- just say fucking you follow a plant based diet or lifestyle? He's like vegan makes it sound like some weird religion and it puts people off from it. And then people won't even attempt it because it's like, fuck, I'm, ve- I'm not the, I'm not militant like that. He said, just do you're doing a following trying to follow a plant based lifestyle. And I thought that he, he this he came out with this like maybe like five or six years ago. And I thought like. Oh, that's that's an interesting kind of softer, more inclusive approach to right. it because then it attracts people like you were talking about, you know, vegans or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's like why why try to burden yourself with all of you know if you can get people that are just doing ten percent, five percent, one take it. I yeah. like that. I think that's such a good um, piece of info that if you did stopped eating meat of some kind just one day a week or trying to whatever it is that would help. So much huge things. Yeah, yeah and for they pe- call it part-time vegan. I think it's like a thing. Part-time yeah. vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a song. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. So uh, that's yeah. what he meant, right, mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder? <laughs> uh, for people that that don't know, there is you know this uh, cattle farming is like the worst, the worst, the yeah. worst. It's environmentally just. Yep. Yep. Like the damage that it causes yep. is is tough to come back from, mm-hmm. and so if we didn't consume as much, they wouldn't need to farm as much, and mm-hmm. things could improve. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, unfortunately, not smart. Don't have any of the statistics. And no, we don't need almost any statistics. Almost you don't even need stay, them. 
statistic. We yeah. just want to know so. that um, your listeners um, get mad at you too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Do. Can't they please do. everybody. <laughs> no. Everyone's a critic. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's affected by what they're. You're like it's the same way we would talk about people's fitness journeys and like what to do and people still email with the same question that we've answered because they need to hear it themselves because it needs to affect them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and Yes, Todd, running is yeah. good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You too, Mary. That's right, Bill. <laughs> okay, so tell our 14 listeners where they can find you. We want all 14 of you guys out there. Every Individually. single one. Every single one. Uh, you can reach us at the dumbbells, I guess, yeah. across all of the dirty social media joints. Yeah, all them dirt, dirt, soch. <laughs> uh, we're the dumbbells. You can find our podcast wherever podcasts are. What do you got? Podcast catcher. I mean, it's sure. like pod bean. Like why? Yeah. I, they bean. make you say that. It's like. Go to iTunes, people like a normal said, person. Where can I get sure. your podcast? I'm like, it's in your um, coffin where you're going to end up <laughs> yeah. and kill yourself because you don't know where a podcast right. is. Exactly. So, sorry, mom. Yeah. A lot of those uh, coffins are wired for uh, Wi Fi. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. cool. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You get, you know, all your bars down there. It's well, we heard these radio programs <laughs> are also now on the, uh, on the old, uh, on the phone. And uh, I was just wondering if you could tell us how. We can find that. What did we your had mom say radio show or yeah, the radio show. Yeah. Radio. How's yeah. your radio show? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's really good. Yeah, I tried to Bing the podcast <laughs> dumbbells. I couldn't find it. It's crazy. It's so bizarre. I binged it. I was at dinner with my grandma. She's ninety six, and with some of her other friends there, like in their nineties, and and she was saying like he does some computer thing, and I was just like I'm not fucking <laughs> computer yeah. what. You know, I mean, it was like I could not. I, hey, I was just like, I can't even fucking start. I don't even know where no. to start. Follow up, dude. We need those listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Follow, if they subscribe and they don't know what's going to happen, it doesn't matter as long okay, as they that's show. That's when you take the whole, yeah. the whole table's phone. It's <laughs> yeah, fine, yeah, Gladys, yeah. Esther. Yeah, let me yep. help. I did you. it for you. You guys are subscribed. Thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. Exactly. Just rate. Just hit the five stars. <laughs> okay, I'll do that too. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Let me just go. Let me here. just pull Great. it up. Yeah. And then I look, and they're already subscribed to the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, exactly. Of course. That yeah. must everybody. Been, yeah. yeah, I love Joe Rogan. He's so funny. Oh, I yeah. love that show. When Ari Shafir's on, uh, yeah, love, I love all those guys. Do you guys want to send him to your personal or no? We'll edit it out anyway. Uh, Just kidding. Ed- edit the plugs out. Oh, uh, yes. Find me at Stone Stanger. Yeah, I ain't doing shit on there. Me but neither. Follow me because yeah. I want it. Sure. At Huge Cordero and all of that shit too. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Thank you, guys. It was an honor. (laughs) Now it's time for So There's That. Okay, this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment in all of the bad and upsetting shit that is happening every day. She always hates doing it, but doing it from the other side of the world with no wireless in a goddamn closet (laughs) on pharmaceutical speed is goddamn near impossible. She asked me earlier today if Uh, she still had to do one, to which I replied, yes, bitch. (laughs) So, uh, what'd you come up with, ma'am, meow? meow? Wow, now that we're in this closet, it really just feels so... Um, Well, you guys, um, it's been quite a monumental week. Um, 
Trump went to India, so the most important thing about that is we got to see Melania in like three different India influence type looks. <laughs> we are at the end of our thirty-four thousand day cruise. Bernie Sanders is in the lead in the Democratic search for intelligent signs in the universe, and Harvey Weinstein was convicted of two types of rape. Now I know I told you that the second I heard Fatty Arbuckle's inverted dick blackhead body Weinstein was found guilty of a couple types of rape, I was like, "That's my so." There's that. I can barely contain myself watching him Bill Cosby his walk with his fake walker to the courthouse without feeling like vomiting on vomit. So I opened up my laptop and went right to Harvey Weinstein rape. And honestly, I'm not feeling it. I'm surprised you didn't Google types of rape. <laughs> I did. Exactly. So <laughs> Actually, you binged it because we've been using Bing this week, guys. So there's that. <laughs> um, I'm not satisfied. I'm not hopeful. I don't feel vindicated from everything I've read. I'm glad he was found guilty of two types of rape. I'm glad there's so much rape that there's a full spectrum for it. I'm glad men are on the defensive when it comes to sexual assault, and I hope Harvey Weinstein dies in prison with an enormous dick up his ass.、Mm -hmm. But it won't solve the problems, and even the joy of imagining Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein piled on top of a fire hydrant is just not doing it for me. So I've decided to switch gears. What is happening in the world that really is good? That could really be a change in the right direction. So I searched and searched and searched for like a good fifteen minutes until I came across this. Now, until I binged across this. Now, as we know, criminal reform is desperately needed in this country. And as much as we don't want to give Trump any credit for anything except for being a bloated con artist, money grubbing, hilarious, tax evading, sexual assaulting, misogynist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot, we must at least acknowledge the small steps in criminal reform he made due to the hard work of Van Jones and our beloved Kim Kardashian West. I mean, before he went on a white-collar pardoning crime spree, he's let out a few people who desperately actually needed it. Van Jones, our angel, has been working on criminal reform for years, and because Trump agreed to pardon some low-level felons who, oh, are by the way black people, oh, and who, oh, by the way, were in jail for like a million years for dealing drugs or crimes that, let's be honest, aren't violent and really should be just fines or misdemeanors, but since they're black people, they put them away for an obscene amount of time, if not for life. Putting the magnifying glass back on this problem is really only good, and a move in the right direction. In light of this, there have been some strides decriminalizing marijuana, which then leads to thousands of people in jail who can petition to get out to have their crimes lessened, lower drug sentences, and on and on. But this week, I was happy to stumble across this, in addition to the spectrum of rape. Virginia grants parole eligibility for people sentenced as children. Well, there's、wow. something I hadn't really thought about: juveniles getting sentenced for life, never being able to even apply for parole. But weren't a lot of those violent minors? Violent, yes. However, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, who's a Democrat,、uh, oh right, Mr. Blackface, Mr. Blackface, signed legislation on Monday granting parole eligibility to juveniles. After 20 years in prison, giving hundreds of people incarcerated for decades since they were children a chance at petitioning—just the chance to petition、mm. for release. It's kind of like student loan debt forgiveness. It is kind of like that. <laughs> the bill is called HB 35, which passed both legislative chambers last week. Gives parole eligibility to those in Virginia prisons who were under the age of 18 at the time they committed their crimes. The law also bans sentencing youths. To life without the possibility of parole, making Virginia the 23rd state. 
state plus the District of Columbia to specifically bar the practice. The Virginia law takes effect on July 1st, affecting more than 700 incarcerated people sentenced as children in adult court. That's the other thing. They're sentenced in adult court and giving them a chance to have their case reviewed for potential release. Quote, Free Adnan Syed, who wasn't <laughs> in Virginia. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Quote, children must be held accountable for their actions, and because they are fundamentally different from adults in their ability to assess risk and consequences and their unique capacity for change, they should be held accountable in age-appropriate ways with a focus on rehabilitation and reintegration into society. Unquote. Someone said. Now, I know every person and every crime is unique and individual, but let's be honest. If you're under 18 and commit a crime, even murder, there's a chance that after spending 20 years in prison under the right guardrails, you may have found some rehabilitation, at least enough to live a supervised life where you have to be a productive member of society. In the case of murder, I do think the rules need to be stricter, but again, there's self-defense, rape, molestation, mind control. There's a million things, and each thing is different. But I think banning life without parole is the kind of empathetic and realistic understanding of human behavior and understanding that we can't contain or have room for a never-ending amount of prisoners. And prisons in general are the real swamps. That, for the most part, are a pathway to more crime and addiction. And when you feel like you have zero hope and zero options, what do you think is going to happen? So just the fact that you have the possibility, if you're a juvenile put away for life, there's that possibility of parole, which maybe alone will be a motivation to learn and change and grow and evolve and maybe, maybe try and make amends. I don't know. But I do know that a kid that commits even a violent crime has more of a chance to change with the right help and encouragement and motivation and contribute something to society more than a rich, white, 60-something-year-old rapist Mm -hmm. who spent his entire entitled life, even up until he sits in a courtroom defending his actions, remorseless till the bitter fucking end. That kid, 20 years later, given the right circumstances, could potentially have something to offer outside of prison, and I hope they prove me right. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Closetics. Exactly. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate all 14 of you. And I have to say, I really appreciate Julie for standing in this fucking closet. It's, she's come a long way. I can tell you when we started this podcast, there's ain't no way she's going to stand in this goddamn coffin and do this. If you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes. We want to be able to talk to as many movers and shakers as we can before the November election. And the assholes at iTunes hate us and are homophobic, and they refuse to help us in any way. So reviews are the only way that we can pretend that we are a viable podcast with more than 14 listeners. And if you want to get in on our Australia surprise, go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and sign up for our subscription podcast. You can choose to get one hour podcast a week for $1 or two podcasts a week for $2. That's a lot of extra dumb gay bullshit that you don't realize that you need in your life. There's no structure, no editing, digitally or verbally, no planning, no ads, and no apologies. It tease what it tease. But it if, chet what it, it chet. chet what it chet. But if you want to be a part of our Australia surprise, 
in real time as it happens. You got to join now. Like, this is on the level of Jamil Jamel or whatever her name is. Do you understand? You guys, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. So if you want to know, get on board. We are recording and posting those episodes on Thursday and Friday. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. And in the goddamn closet. And I appreciate you. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candyman. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty grooving Want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. for the night. night or maybe a bite night. I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan and he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania Just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation but maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 